Hi, and welcome to the third episode of the Peak Endurance Podcast. This is Isabel Ross, coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Today I am interviewing Pam Muston. Pam is a Canberra athlete, an ultra runner, who has done some amazing long runs and has led the way for many female ultra runners in Australia. I was in Canberra for a race that she was actually race directing, so I thought it was a great opportunity to catch up for a chat. I hope you enjoy it. Hi Pam and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. I'm here in Canberra with you because I was participating in the um, Cohen Moonlight 12 Moonlighter 12 hour trail race that you were just holding this weekend, a variety of races. Um, and I thought while I'm here I should interview you because you are a fascinating woman who has done a lot. So um, can you share with our listeners how did you get into running? Originally, I started running because I um, started university and I grew up on a sugarcane farm and so my life was go to school, come home and work. And I went to university and I didn't have any jobs to do, so I didn't have to get up really early, do some work, go to school, come home, do some more work, come home. So you had lots of spare time. Yeah, and I just (coughs) thought I had all this energy and I just was really building up and I... I met um, my closest friend was Anna Bly at, when I started uni and she used to run. So I just started doing little jogs and then my very first job in IT, my first manager was a marathon runner. Ah. And once I met John, it was just awesome. Like I just got into marathon running. So he really was, inspired you? Absolutely. Yeah. He used to run from our office in the city all the way out to the... Um, where he lived out there in Indrapilly, and he'd do these 30k runs home, and I'd go, "How crazy is that?" And now I just think that's quite normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how much your viewpoints change, mm. isn't it? <clears throat> so what? So what led to you going from marathons then to ultras? Uh, I think I was just doing lots of marathons, and then I saw Coast to Cozzy, and. Kerry Bremner did it yep. and it was just on the radar as, and it just fascinated me. To start. So was Coast to Cozzy your first ultra? Uh, it was the reason I did my first ultra. Okay, yep. <clears throat> so I was inspired by Coast to Cozzy because you start with your feet in the water basically. Yep. You go to the highest part mountain in Australia, top of it, on under your own power on foot yep. and then, have, of course, you have to come back to Charlotte's Pass. But... <laughs> I saw that and it really captured my imagination. So I thought, oh, I think I'd really like to do that. So they, um, I then rang up Paul to ask him what I needed to do to do uh, it. Okay, yep. And I'd only run marathons, lots of them. I used to run a marathon a month or something like that. And I said, um, what do I need to do? He said he, I needed to run 100K before. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I thought, oh, okay, that's okay. So I did the Canberra 50 that year and then I went to the Gold Coast and the Gold Coast 100. And when I finished the Gold Coast 100, I thought, oh, this is all right. I think Coast to Cozzi should be fine. I can always walk. Yeah. So then I did Coast to Cozzi that year and I think I just, once I started ultras, I've just been hooked. I just yeah. love them. Now, before we started this interview, we were talking about Coast to Cozzi and how you broke the record when you um, did the race. 
tell the listeners a little bit about that. So Costa Cozzi had, um, hadn't been going, I guess, that many years when I first did it. And the year I did it, um, I'd done a lot of bushwalking. So my husband's um, a foot taller than me. So keeping <laughs> up with him bushwalking. I mean, you had to hike really fast. Yes, and I just got into that hiking fast. Yeah. So I went into Costa Cozzi with the plan of walk walking the hills and running the others. Um, so I just did a walk run and when I got to Rocky Hall, Paul pulled me out, uh, yelled out the window and told me I was going too fast. Oh, seriously? Yes, and he said that I'd not done anything like this before and I maybe oh. I should slow down <laughs> and stay back with people who knew what they were doing. So... <laughs> I, I so clearly that, you didn't listen to his advice, though. Well, I didn't <clears> think <throat> I was going too fast. For, you felt good. Yeah, I felt really good. So, yep. um, And I thought, well, I have to live and die by the decisions I make, and yep. I made this decision. So, um, But that year I ended up breaking the women's record by nine hours. Wow, that is an mm. amazing amount. Yeah, that and, awesome. that, and that's because of basically the walking, you think, adding yes. in some walking. Yeah, well, I, when I walked, I walked with purpose yeah um there's a difference isn't there than mm. just it's not like a sunday stroll you're meant to be mm. walking fast and hard mm. yeah and i've always loved walking fast and yeah not as fast as justin schultz but yeah but oh, i do is he walk, really fast he's really fast yes <laughs> yeah um so that was uh amazing and once i had done that and paul and i it was just an incredible race. And so it, what did Paul say at the end when you kept going? <laughs> well, Paul, went to, uh, he came to Jack's break. Uh, not Jack's yeah. break, um, <laughs> um, Big Jack. And he walked with me for a bit on that. And apparently after that he said, um, he didn't think, at the, at the presentations he said, once he walked with me there, he said, he didn't think I had a problem. So he <laughs> thought he was interested to see what would happen. Oh, there was you what go. he said. Yeah. 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 And you've also done bad water. Mm. How did that compare to something like Coast to Cozzy? Oh, bad water is a different type of challenge because yeah. bad water is about the heat. Yeah. Um, so, so you don't mind the heat? I grew up in North Queensland, ah, so yeah. I'm quite like the heat but, yeah. and the humidity, but that's very dry. Yeah. But living in Canberra, we have a very dry heat, except bad water's in July. Yeah. And we're in the middle of winter. So, so you got to train in the cold for the hot. Yeah, I trained and did a lot of sauna. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was training for bad water, I started off slow and was spent a lot of time in the sauna with a little step and I have all my food and drink in the sauna and I built up to three hours in the sauna. So what do you mean a step? You were stepping? I had, I had a little wooden step my husband made for me that I took into the sauna and I'd go step up and down. So you were stepping up and down for three hours... The mind boggles. <laughs> and the people in the sauna, there were some people that would did some strange things, like they shaved their body and they were just... Yeah. And I'd come home and say, oh, wow, you should see these really, these people. They're really strange. <laughs> their behaviour's in there. And then a girlfriend said to me, I think that people are going to think your behaviour's strange. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. That's funny. Mm. But good on you. And do you think that helped? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Joe Blake some and... People told me that I should do that, so yeah. I took their advice. I'd Three hours in the sauna. How did you feel after that, though? Well, it started off by just 20 minutes. Yeah. And then <clears throat> a few months later, yeah. Um, no, it was good. Yeah. I just, I had, I learned, I just needed to learn what food I could eat when I 
got when I was really hot. Yeah, that's true. So and that way you could practice that because yeah. it's completely different, isn't mm. it? Yeah, so I'd practice <coughs> and I'd looked at the course and worked out all the different aspects that I needed to practice and work out what would work and what wouldn't work. So and so was the race a success for you? No, not, oh. as, not as good as I'd hoped. Um, I had some, um, about a month before I'd had sort of, uh, little little pains, and they said it was. Oh, they didn't know what it was anyway. But part way through Badwater, I um, had a lot of people uh, sick. Yeah, and so I can imagine. I was. I was. I'd never been sick before that, and I was sick. And I had an American who was crewing for me, and I. Um, it was black tar, <laughs> and oh. I looked at it, and I blamed the watermelon. I thought the crew had not kept the watermelon cold. So it had made me sick. <laughs> and um, yeah, when I got home, it wasn't watermelon. Yeah. It was stomach ulcers. And oh, it, okay. And that was caused by the bacteria, which I could have had tested. And you just take some antibiotics oh, and it's gone. Oh, no. So um, the doctor said to me, if he had a thought about it, um, <laughs> yes. Well, it would have been good if he'd thought about it, wouldn't it? Isn't that yeah. his job? Well, when I think when you're a runner, the doctor's view you differently yes yeah, and they assume I'm training in the sauna three hour you know like my behavior to a doctor was very unusual yeah but then the doctor apologized afterwards and I did um, uh, a couple of talks to doctors oh. about it oh that's good and um, do they have they have sort of information sessions and training for the doctors yeah so my doctor got me to do a a half-hour presentation, which was um, given to... Well, that's good that he did that because then he's, like, trying to learn from it, obviously. Yeah, so. <laughs> and, it, and what the message that they were trying to get across was just because you do unusual things and you put your body to stress, yeah. your body, it doesn't mean you're doing it blindly. So yeah. um, they wanted me to explain all the science and research and I've done before to get to the point to work out what training I needed to do. Yeah. And that I was really managing my body. I knew what I needed to do. Yeah. And and then when I went there with an issue, it wasn't because of my yeah. running. Yes. So they just wanted people to think when they have athletes of all sorts come in that yeah. they shouldn't just dismiss it. Yeah, which which does often happen as a runner. I know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did your training consist of for these races? Like other than, say, the sauna, like what sort of kilometres were you doing or were you specific sessions i i like to do um back-to-backs yeah so i tend, i like to have um tuesday wednesday sort of long and then saturday sunday long and at the time i had a young family so going and doing a really long long run wasn't yeah. going to work for me um so i sort of broke my sessions up into multiple sessions during the day Ah, okay. Yeah, so I'd run in the morning, have a, yeah. you know, do 15, 18K in the morning, and then in the afternoon I'd do another 10. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, so I just mounted. <coughs> because miles. you were working too, weren't you? Yeah, I had a very <coughs> stressful, long hour job, so yeah. I um, had to squeeze it all in. So. Wow, you must have been exhausted. Actually, I don't think I was. Oh, that's good. I think anyone that's busy is. Yes. And it's just sort of how you apply that. How. Yeah. How and you, you get it. kind of used to it as well. You do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm lucky I don't need a lot of sleep. 
Oh, okay. And I've always had the ability to concentrate for long periods on something without mental oh, really? fatigue. Wow. Yeah. So that's something I've always been. That able would to be do. a great help for ultras. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Yeah, that's a, like a superpower. Yeah. For so my my work colleagues, when I said I was doing Coast to Cozzy, they all said, "Oh, that'll be really good," because one of the criticisms I got at work a lot yeah. was I forgot to. If I was running something, forgot to let, I wouldn't let people have breaks. I, oh, Because wow. I didn't think about a break. Yeah. I could go two, three, four hours until we solve whatever we're doing. Yeah. But other people like to sort of, they can't concentrate for that long. No, they can't normally. No. So I, I tend to be able to concentrate until I finish whatever I've set. So. Wow, that's great. I'm jealous. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm just sort of. Yeah. yeah. So just, just you. I do yeah. endless, you know, I can mow and we used to grow, have grass here so I could yeah. mow for hours. Oh, wow. I do 15, 18 hours mowing in oh. the summer with a push mower. With a push mower? I thought you well, were... petrol. I thought you meant a ride on. No. So, oh, God. Because it had to be done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so what do you, you, when you were racing those long races, what did you use for race nutrition? I like real food. Yep. Yeah. So I did a lot of experimenting. Yeah. And my plan when I started off, because I didn't know what my body yes, would like or not, it's very tricky. And yeah. um, and I'd ask other people what they ate and how they did things and read and yeah. sort of just took all that in. Um, because I eat a lot of natural foods, I don't sort of have... A lot um, of processed stuff. I yeah. don't really eat processed yeah. foods. So uh, I knew that the supplement stuff wasn't really going to work too well for like me. Like the gels and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I could, yeah. you know, they work for on a short... Yeah, but they're highly processed, so yeah. Yeah, if you're not used to that. And if you're going to do something for a longer period, you're yep. just not really no. going to agree oh, with me. No, the thought of it. Yeah. So how I tested my food groups yep. was um, doing a short, sharp 5K hard. Oh, okay. So the... That's a good idea because you can't always go out and test it over a long period no. of time. The long runs <clears throat> don't test when you start to get fatigued. So no. food, all the food works in the first time. Half really, yeah, that's right. Exactly, anything, you can take anything and have a yeah. great plan. It's the second half, yeah, when it doesn't agree. So, as a sort of how do you test the second half, yeah, very with, difficult with yeah. really difficult. So, I had lots of testing with um, the 5k summer series and spring series that the YMCA do mm-hmm. here. So, would you eat something before the race and yeah. then do it hard? Okay. Yeah, so I'd have a food test, yeah, and I'd eat it an hour to an hour and a half before. Yeah. And then I would run a hard, for yep. me, 5K. Yeah. And see how I felt. So the I had a plan yep. of having just some big meals. That was my plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having little supplements originally when yep. I first started. So one day I did a vegetable rice meal. Yeah. And I learnt... That it wasn't the right choice. So then <laughs> did you I, throw up? <laughs> yeah. So at the end, I sort of, it was just terrible. Oh no! But but lesson learned. It was yeah. a really good lesson. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then I knew that my theory on food and running a hard five k and stressing my body out, yeah, was giving me the right um, answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what did you end up with? Um, I started uh, rice puddings. Yeah. And. Um, I, I really like um, spaghetti 
And, oh yeah, it was oh, like tin spaghetti or real spaghetti? I had some, I had some tin, but real spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Because once again, and, the tin is highly processed, so mm. that probably wouldn't agree with you and either. Avocados. Oh, okay, just plain avo. Plain avo. So avocados are my favourite. Yeah, because I can cut the avocado in half. You can take the skin off it. You can have it in a bit of a, gla- a little clip lock bag. Yeah. And then you just squeeze it. Ah, okay, like and a gel almost in like, a way. Yeah, like a gel. Yeah. And so and it just goes down really, really well. Ah. So I think one year I had something like 11 oh my God. avocados on Costa Cozzi. And you didn't OD on them? No, I didn't. Actually, oh, wow. I enjoyed them all. And the other thing I really, really like is a combination of mash. Yeah. So I do sweet potato, a little bit of white potato and pumpkin. Okay. And I cook them up and then mix them all together. And then I have them in little glad wrap bags. Yeah. And then I can either have them as like a serve that you use with a spoon. Yeah. Or I can get a bit with the crew and put some water and it's like a soup. Okay. So when you That's don't feel idea. like chewing, you just want to drink more yeah. than... And then when the race gets on a bit further, I really like halloumi. So oh, yeah. I have halloumi and dice it up into tiny bits and then put some of that in. Oh, wow. To, to just add and that would add and, some salt too, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it just sort of sometimes yeah. it just sort of smartens up your taste buds. Yeah. Yeah, so... Wow, that's some good ideas. Um, are you still racing? Yes. So I've, I've, I've got the question here, which I wrote earlier, what's coming up, that I <laughs> kind of know the story now. <laughs> so next week we've got, um, uh, next Saturday, yep. we've got the 3 Shinmoy 100K. Yep. All right, which started six years ago as um, when Canberra was 100 years old. Oh, okay. They had 100K, and then every year they increased. So last year it was 105K. Oh, so they increased the distance every year? By 1K. But when it got to huh. 105, people were saying they didn't think they wanted to go 106, 107. I thought it was oh, great. I think that's a great I idea. It was a great idea. Yeah, and I like it. They went back to 100. And oh, going, okay. Because some people <laughs> wanted to have records, and they wanted to compare. compare so every yeah. year it's changing. Yeah, but I like. I think it would have been oh, fun, and I just think it's a fantastic race. Yeah. It showcases yeah. Canberra, ah, so okay. it goes over every peak around Canberra. Oh, okay, so it is trail. Yes, it is trail. Yeah, and it's just spectacular. The views. It's just when you're running, you're just getting so much energy from the environment yeah. around you. It's just yeah. fantastic. So, will you have a crew for that race? Uh, I just have it one at fifty k, and then yeah. because they drop bags. You yeah. Know, and um, and then one at the 75. Okay. And that's just um, because I become a bit lazy. The first drop bag, I just grab my stuff, but then yeah, I yeah. think, oh, it'd be nice someone to get it out. Yeah, oh, and it is nice. It <laughs> yeah, is nice it to is. have someone helping. Yeah. So um, what does your training consist of these days? Uh, lots of hills. Yeah. yeah. Hiking or running? Um, mixture. Yeah. So walk, walk running on the steep hills. Yeah. Um, I don't do speed sessions. Yeah. I do more tempo. Yeah, yeah, yeah tempo uh, is really good for yeah. for ultras. Mm, so, <clears throat> and why more hills? No, uh, I think that I just love hills. Yeah, and I live in Womboyne, and to go hill anywhere, area. I have to go up a hill to start yeah. with. So, so you might as well train on them. Yeah, that's right. Now, you're directing um, a lot of races now. Mm. What um, made you decide to go into race directing? Um, well, out 
Cowan Pine Forest is right near. Yeah. Um, we're on the border of New South Wales and ACT. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, and it's a beautiful community out here. So we there was a friend and I were running and I'd always wanted to have some races out in Cowan. And, um, yes, we just chatted and thought he was keen, I was keen, so we started creating these. Um, we thought yeah. we'd give it a go. And then I got John Harding, who yeah. is Australian Mountain Running Association. I passed the idea past John, and um, John was very, very supportive. Yeah, he and always is. <laughs> he really knows his stuff. So John told, said, yeah, we'll do this, so that's why... The Cowan Trail Runs are put on by the Womboyne Trail Runners Association. Oh, okay. In association yep. with the Australian Mountain Running. Yeah, yeah. Um, and John's done so much. Oh, that's from, great. Yeah, so so he helped us kickstart, as in the contacts to get approvals, and we um, did a marathon course and a half marathon course and a 12K. Yeah. And the first year, which was we've had three now on that particular race, we had um, 200 people. Yeah. Didn't Which know. is still good for a first yeah. year. Because <clears throat> we're not for profit. And yep. all of our money goes to our local oh, wow, rural that's fire brilliant. brigade. Excellent. Um, and this June we had 600. That's a huge increase. Yes, we had 310 people in the 12. Wow. And we target, because <clears throat> it's a very cheap race, so yep. we target um, a lot of first-time trail runners. And we take yep. a lot of care in marking the course so that they have a really pleasant experience. Yeah. And we, on the other spe- end of the spectrum with the marathon, we really like to challenge people. So our marathon's a six-foot track qualifier. Oh, that's great. And <clears throat> it does really challenge people. Yeah. And people... Um, the, in what way? It's a very hilly course. Yeah. And it's, you have to really think about the course, like how to run it. Oh, why is that? Because mm-hmm. there's... You start off with going up, and there's quite a lot of up uh, yeah. at the beginning, and then you've got a long down, and then you've got some very high, steep ups and downs and ups. and then So you, you have to look after your legs and don't wreck them yeah, on that long down. Yeah, so a lot down. of people go out and yeah. smash their legs yeah. in that because it's so tempting for people who love running downhill. Of course, downhill. yeah. Um, and then there's a lovely sort of just a gentle six or eight Ks in the middle. Yeah, that, that would be tough. That you really, if you run the first bit and you get that, yeah. and then they go to the roller coaster and among it's some big hills and then oh, it sounds hill, like a good one. All hill hills all yeah. the way home. But I think it's it's a really nice marathon because it's got such a variety. Yeah, and it keeps you focused. Yeah, you, know? you finish before you realise it. <laughs> That's what I tell them. I'm, I was I was going to say I'm sure some people don't see it that way, but no, yeah, <laughs> no. Jane Trumper called me all sorts of names the first time she did, <laughs> when she saw the the hills. Yeah, yeah. No. she said, "Who puts a hill like this at the start?" No, it was at the oh. 36k. Mark. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that is a bit it's cruel. Good to test. Yeah, but yeah. the fire brigade and the local community are fully behind us, and oh, that's great. And it's just uh, good. Yeah, good and um, like we did the. Moonlighter last night, which was from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. There's also a six-hour. And um, you won it. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> that was a tough course. Yeah. Um, and once again, awesome um, organisation and delicious food and so much going on. So yeah. you're obviously putting a lot of work into all of this. Yes. 
Yeah. I, I, um, I like it because it pulls all of the things I like together. Yeah. Yeah. So and there was a great atmosphere, like, yeah. um, with all the runners around. And when you're on a loop course, you get to see people. Yeah. And so that's another great idea. And people should check that one out too. Yeah. So what do you love most, as we close off this interview, what do you love most about ultra running? I, it pulls in a whole lot of things I really love together yeah. for me. So I love um, having, I love projects and planning and getting the satisfaction of coming up with an idea and working out exactly what's involved in it and then analysing it all and then completing it. Yeah. So I love doing that. And ultra running, it's, it's, great, for it's that. great for that because yeah. you have to, as you see a course, you have to work out, you know, there's a lot of analysis to go into. Yeah. Um, and then I like, I love working with a team. Yeah. And ultra running, you often have crews, so you're actually working with a team. That's right. It's not really as much of an individual sport as no, people think. No, <laughs> and, and your best performance will come yeah. when you have a team. And those people are giving up their time. So that you can yes. be really selfish and get what you want out of something. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. And it's really kind that, they, that is, they're willing yeah. to do that. And if you give some thought to what your expectations are and help, you know, you if uh, connect with them and you can both, they have tough love when you need to have tough love on you. Yes, and they're, yeah. They're taking care of you and they're watching and working out what gaps might be happening that they think they can help you improve. You know, improve. Like she's getting tired, I better give her a coffee, or you know, <laughs> she has she's not drinking. I'm going to trick her to get her to drink. You know, all of yeah. those little things. Yeah. Um. So that's the team part. That's right. Yeah. And then I just love running. So yeah. it's got those three things um, yeah. together. It's just like heaven. So. Oh, well, thank you very much for um, joining me for this interview today and sharing your wisdom. And, wisdom, I don't think and, I have a lot of wisdom. Oh, I think you do. I'm, I love your idea of how to test the foods because I, in that race last night I was sick from a lot of the food. I'm, I think I'm going to use your idea. I like it. So Good. thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming up and winning. <laughs> no, it was a great race. Yeah. I love it. It was a great – I was planning on using it for training run, but, um, yeah, decided – I might as well race it seeing as I was there. Excellent. You got the record too. Yeah, cool. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All I can say is, wow, isn't she amazing? She's done so many incredible things and is always so busy and working hard for the running community. I really loved her advice about how to train for using foods in ultras because as we all know it's so hard you go out for a long run and you can try foods and they're fine but then you get to race day and eight nine ten hours in and that food that you thought was awesome is terrible the 12 hour race that I did I used my normal race nutrition that I've used in three long runs that worked perfectly and this time nope didn't work made me feel sick and I was quite uncomfortable for a lot of the race so I think I'm going to try um, Pam's way of doing it, which is eating something and then going out for a hard 5K. Who knows? That may lead me to find what actually really works for me. I'd be interested if anyone else finds that this method works or maybe someone else has a different way of finding out what foods to use for long races. If so, please comment. Let us know. 
Next week's podcast will be all about what sort of training we can do when we're injured so that A, we don't go crazy and B, we maintain some sort of fitness. Catch you then.